The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town, which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades, as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And we've got great news for the guys with the beards. Randall is selling all of his beard oils at 40% off the entire month of September, and as always, shampoo and conditioners are two for $20, and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo, paraben and sulfate-free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great. And as always, you can find Blue roaming around the shop. So give them a call at 405-269-8590, or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today. Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zachary Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. We're excited about today's guest, and we know you will be as well. We reached out a couple of weeks ago, but with everything on campus in full swing, we completely understand just how busy things can get. However, everything lined up perfectly for us on Tuesday. We were able to have these two amazing guests on our show We were able to record this episode in the atrium of the Student Union, which made for a great location with all the students in the background and the hustle and the bustle going on. So without further ado, here is our interview with Oklahoma State University President Dr. Casey Shrum and her husband, First Cowboy, Darren Shrum. Joining us now on the Pokes Report podcast, the president of the university, Dr. Casey Shrum, and her husband, Darren. Appreciate you guys taking some time out of your busy schedules to to join us here. Yeah, great to be here. You bet. Uh, Thanks for having us. I love the... The first cowboy. <laughs> there you I go. I do love that on the on the Twitter. That's really cool. Yeah. So I, I think I, first things first, you know, it's a, a new season for Oklahoma State football. You know, I mean, obviously the school year started, uh, the freshman class, highest enrollment in, uh, in school history. So I guess we'll just start there. I mean, that's got to be a whirlwind. Yes. Um, that's, it, it started out as a great semester so far, um, having all the students back on campus, then having the largest freshman class in the history of Oklahoma State University. Um, just having them on campus and um, just raises the level of excitement. But um, it's, I, I think the semester's off to a really, really good start. Well, and the student section has been packed. That is, yeah. I, have, I have tickets over in 224. We're just, what is that, just east of the student section. They're rowdy. Yeah. They are in it this year. It's really yes. cool. It was really exciting. Uh, during uh, freshman convocation, Coach Hoyt came in and she, you know, taught them how to bring the hype. She, you know, she has this thing about bringing the hype. And so she came in and did that with them. And I could tell there were going to be a crowd that can, you know, really uh, excite the the team and the stadium. Um, She challenged them to be the best, the best student section in in the nation. Um, You know, she might have been talking about basketball, but I think it's holding true for football as well. Well, you have to practice during the football season to get to basketball. That's right. That's right. Well, and I think uh, a testament, I mean, you look at at Saturday's game, you know, the rain wasn't in the forecast for a while, and the cold front came in early, and it started, was it middle of the third quarter, I think, is is when that rain started, and it dropped about 20 or 30 degrees, and what, 75% of the student section decided to say, I mean, you go back two or three years, and that hasn't necessarily been the case. Yeah, they were they were definitely loyal and true, weren't they? They Absolutely. stayed there, and they were cheering, and uh, yeah, it was raining and cold, and, and they persisted, and really till the end of the game. I mean, you know, that's that's how, I mean, you, you've, you mentioned a few seasons back, 
Um, even in the fourth quarter, you might see, you know, the student yeah. section start to clear out, but they stayed till the end. Darren, you were down on the field. Could you tell uh, a difference noise level first half, second half? I mean, it was yeah, it was a, loud. A, a little bit. I mean, when it really started coming down, that's when people kind of started to filter out. Um, but the noise level was strong from start to beginning, and we had a great crowd that showed up. I know that our, I think our all-pass uh, sports passes all were sold out like almost instantly yeah. whenever the kids were back. And so I know they're excited to be there, and that's what really drives, I think, the kids on the field too is the students in the, sta- in the, st- in the stands as yeah, well. Yeah, I've, I've got two cousins that, ironically enough, diehard OU fans. Parents own tickets to all the events down there. Uh, they graduated high school two years ago, set out a year, and then enrolled, both of them enrolled here in awesome. Stillwater uh, like a week before school started, and they were both really upset that they couldn't get the all-sports mm-hmm. passes. So they're, they're having to try, to try to find ways into the game and legally, of course, right. spending, sure, sure. spending yes. their money. Yeah. But, yes. but I, that's what I love is – uh, my my cousin, uh, their mom, her money is being donated to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. There you go. Which is yeah. just which is just great because I got a lot of grief growing up because my mom's side of the family is all Sooner fans. So right, right. Okay. Sticking it to them a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're glad yeah. you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, let's go back to inauguration night. Just a couple couple weeks ago, yeah. how was how did you make it through the night emotionally? Had how'd you yeah. do? Well, so that was a big day. I, I left. I was getting ready that morning. I told Darren, I said, this feels like a wedding or something. <laughs> and, of course, you know, I was sharing that with one of my friends, and they said, well, like, if you were marrying somebody you'd already lived with for a year. And I said, well, okay, I'll give you that. But um, definitely a big day. And, you know, I, I really kind of practiced my speech and, and practiced it with Darren. And honestly, it was really the first time standing up there that I made it through it without, you know, a little bit of tears. Um, so it was, it, was a, it was a great event, I think. It was good to see everybody there and feel the excitement um, and just, you know, very honored. What a cool um, kind of an analogy of a wedding because it's, it's joining you know, two parties and and it's joining all of your background in with Oklahoma State. And during your speech, uh, you mentioned servant leadership. Mm-hmm. What does what does that mean to you uh, in your role here? How do you how do you try to practice that? Yeah. Well, I, I think I've always you know sought positions um, and not titles. So you know a position where I can make a difference and you know leave something a better place. And for me, deciding to come here, it was really you know, really about students um, and how Oklahoma State University can make a difference in their lives, like it did in mine, um, and how the university can make a difference in our state and our world. And so to me, it really is, you know, when you see yourself um, in a position to be able to serve and better, you know, the university or the institution, you really kind of place yourself as a servant leader. um, And so I, I think that's, you know, really kind of how I get to servant leadership is, is more about, it's more about making a difference in the people's lives that you lead than it is serving in, in some type of title or capacity. Like finding opportunities to lend your shoes to somebody who's taking, <laughs> who's taking pictures. Yes. Well, yes. And, you know, that was just one of those things. Darren and I were headed to an event and I just happened to We were 20 be, minutes late already as well. So <laughs> I usually keep track of the time. Yeah, we were late. That's true. Um, and, you know, I, I just, uh, it was just one of those moments where I, I was in the right place at the right time. She, you know, was admiring my shoes and, um, 
mentioned to me that she didn't have, she tried to get orange shoes for her senior pictures and couldn't find any. And I asked her what size she wore and they just happened to be my size. And I said, well, here, take mine. I'll just, you know, I'll wait here, I'll hold yours, take some pictures, and then when you're done, I'll put my shoes on and run in. We were already late, which... (laughs) What's another 10 minutes? That's That's right. right. That's That's right. right. Well, and truthfully, I think that, you know, it it surprised me that it got so much attention just because it was just something I would do normally. And, but it does give you, you know, it's a good reminder that we all should just take a little bit of time to be kind and take care of one another, how meaningful that can be to people, um, you know, how, how big or small it is, it doesn't really matter. It's just really that, you know, moment of kindness. One more quote from, from the speech. Yeah. I, I loved the speech, so I'm asking you questions about yeah. the quote. Uh, I invite you to join, to join me as we go where no land grant has ever gone before. Mm-hmm. What, did, what, what did you mean? What was the inspiration behind that, that yeah. little piece? Well, I think, you know, when I say we want to be the premier land grant university, um, that means we can't be following other people. We have to boldly do what we think is right, what's right for our students, uh, what's right for society, instead of, you know, following and looking what are the trends. I'm really inviting us all to really be bold in the way that we think and and be confident in, in what we're doing and set a course that others will follow. Well, and, and the athletic, to switch it back to athletics, we're headed into a whole new world here with... Yeah conference realignments and what have what is what has that been like to be on the inside of those phone calls what what is that process like without naming names yeah well let me say I'm I'm really excited about the new leadership um, that we have with our new commissioner um, and where that's going Uh, conference realignment I mean I I didn't ever think I would find myself saying I'm happy that it happened to us first but I am happy that it happened to us first now because I feel like we got you know the very best teams that were out there and available and I think that's really strengthened our conference so it puts us you know as this kind of plays out a little bit more I think we're in a position of strength um, the new leadership is um, you know a breath of fresh air to me uh, he he really is proactive um, he is strategic and you know he he's very uh, I think bold in the way that he thinks and he's thinking outside the box and I think all those things are important, and it just brings a new energy, which is which is very nice. Without getting into any private detail or anything that, that's not necessarily public, we, we all know football drives the boat when it comes to conference realignment. I mean, you look at the money that, that the Big Ten's trying to pay out. You look at the TV deals and all that stuff. And I know Robert, he gets on to me sometimes when I talk about it because, Zach, they make those decisions based on football, not basketball or wrestling or academics. But there's obviously other factors that play into conference realignment. I mean, yes, football's going to drive the boat, but when you look at basketball, baseball, softball, I mean, you look at the academic side, I mean, what, what are other factors that potentially go into conference realignment outside of football and TV revenue? Yeah, so, I mean, really, I think what's driving conference realignment right now is um, TV contracts. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, they have kind of a list of criteria that they look at, um, football is the primary sport softball's coming on you know softball had more viewers in their world series than baseball so you know that's on the rise as well and I think people are really looking at that um and and of course basketball is too but for revenue um sport it's it really is football but they're looking at you know number of viewers across 
the United States per game. Uh, they are looking at your geographical location, um, you know, how, you know, particular games that have been viewed the highest. Uh, and, and so it, it's a it's a long list of and I was really surprised to, you know, kind of learn that I, it, it wasn't um, what I expected it to be. But, you know, it, it's been a year of looking at all that. And so I've, I, it was kind of a time for me to learn. And um, it is it's kind of different than what you would you would think. And so when you're really looking at um, who to add to a conference, it's it is the market size. It's the size of the school. It's. Do they fit well with the other universities that are there? Um, and when they're looking at viewership, they are mostly looking at football. Well, and then you, you look at football, 12-win season. You know, you beat multiple top 25 teams. You, you beat a Texas, Kansas State. They're both ranked Baylor at the time the first time. Top 10 OU in Bedlam, which was a massive game in ter- just in terms of viewership as yes. well. So that plays into it. Big 12 championship obviously didn't go the way you wanted, but a lot of viewers there. And then largest comeback in school history against a top five all-time program in Notre Dame that culminates in the highest freshman recruiting class you know the revenue is going to go up in a few years based on on that season how important are our seasons like that and, and what Mike Gundy has done and and what your work with Chad Weiberger is doing how does that help adding you know the four schools that we already have and yeah. any kind of potential down the line yeah I it's very imp- I mean it's very important as we sat there and looked at you know, how Oklahoma State looked compared to, you know, other members of the Big 12, we, we looked very good. And one of the things that was very clear to me and Chad as well is the consistency that we've had with um, Coach Gundy over the years and um, our consistent winning. I mean, you look at other schools who have had multiple coaches over the years and, you know, they do real well and then a new coach comes in, there's a dip in a building period and there's not that consistency. Consistency has been key. Um, last season, I think, you know, it was tremendous for us. Um, and that's something that I want to build upon. And I, you know, would like to see us, you know, winning like that every year. Um, and, of course, I know Darren always tells me that's not easy. Those those 12 win seasons are hard to get. Um, but I think it should always be, you know, we, we should always set goals that are stretch goals. And, um, you know, you, you work hard to achieve them. So, I mean, I think it's been, been very important um, to – to where we're at today and where we're going in the future. I think we will be a leader in the Big 12. And, you know, the thing we have to realize is that as we sat in those rooms and saw, you know, how how we match up, so did everybody else. So you're seeing a lot of investment in stadiums. You're seeing a lot of money being sunk into um, football programs, athletics. Uh, those are all things we have to consider. I mean, we can't just, you know, say, oh, we've arrived. It, that's not how it is. We're going to have to continue to build and grow and um, I, you know, plan to work closely with um, Chad and Coach Gundy and our other coaches across the athletic department to make sure they have the resources they need to win. Well, and it's such a unique situation. I mean, you come on last year, the first year, then you have one of the more successful uh, program or uh, seasons in program history. Chad Weiberg's coming on new. Uh, you know, Brett Yormark, a new Big 12 commissioner this year. Uh, this past year, you know, you've, they've successfully added the four programs, uh, you know, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston. They're coming a year earlier. What's it kind of be like to, to be on the forefront of the potential growth of Oklahoma State and the Big 12 and, and trying to take that to another level. Yeah, it's an exciting time. You know, I, I feel like you can look at every, you know, challenging situation and, and find the opportunities in it if you want, and I tend to do that. 
Um, I feel like, you know, what happened last year was an opportunity for Chad and I and, you know, Coach Gundy to kind of work together, get to know one another, and that, that gave us a lot of opportunity to spend time together that we probably wouldn't have in my first year as president. Um, and then really just kind of having a reset. I, you know, I'm, I'm new, Chad's new, um, conference is going to be different, and um, adding new, new schools, I mean, it, it kind of immediately makes it to where I'm not the new president <laughs> on the block anymore. Um, so it's, it's nice. Um, it's, it's really nice that uh, we're, you know, right here together and we can, we can be at the forefront of, of changing, you know, the face of the Big 12 and have an input into it. Brett has, your mark has been on record saying he wants to go west. Do you, sh- do you share that same vision? Yeah, well, you know, I... Toby I, Keith once I, said, go west, young man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of, um, I trust his opinion and the other, you know, uh, the athletic directors and, and those folks and, and really, you know, um, where we've looked from a, a media contract perspective and who looks, you know, the best to... Uh, add to the conference and and I think that's you know probably the 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 smartest direction to go have you had any interaction yet with the four new uh and and how did how did we get BYU out of being independent making all their own decisions to now being in a in a conference because the Pac-12 is one of them for a long time yeah I you know um we the new the new presidents have been on our calls um they've been at uh, one of our in-person meetings, so we've gotten to know them. They're they're all great people. Um, the one thing that I have appreciated about the Big Twelve is just there's a lot of collegiality amongst the presidents, and um, trying to really work together, and they fit very well into that that group. Um, so, and you know we tend to move our um, meetings around, so it might be nice to you know go to Florida for a meeting here or there. So uh, switch back to kind of athletics here, what are, uh, what are game days like for the president of, of the university? Is it, yeah. is it a lot of uh, sweet hopping? Are you getting to watch anything on the field? Or Yeah, it usually starts much earlier than the game. Um, you know, uh, sometimes there's events I have to attend before that um, speak uh, or, you know, certain tailgates that we have to drop by and, and say hello to, to folks. And then I try to get to the suite early, um, and eat before anybody shows up because there's not going to be a chance to eat uh, at all um, once people start showing up. And then, you know. I like the wedding again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, got to get there early, be prepared. And um, then it's, you know, I try to stay at our suite and, and welcome folks into the suite. And then there's usually people that I need to go see throughout the stadium. Um, you know, last week, um you know, I met with someone before we had a tailgate. We had the Board of Governors meeting, and um, there was a, a student who was working in the stadium whose mother told Darren she wanted to meet me. So I went and found her, but literally it, it took probably a quarter to get there and then a quarter to, <laughs> a quarter to get back to my suite. So, um, you know, it's kind of trying to plan how to get around the stadium and be able to visit with people and do the things I'm supposed to do so I don't watch much of the game because uh, I'm doing a lot of talking but we usually record the game and I I joke that you know occasional score checks we yes and and if something really exciting is happening and it's intense and everybody's sitting down I'll sneak in and sit down in somebody's suite and watch the game for a little bit Um, but Darren always records the games and so 
I kind of laugh and say usually on Sunday we watch films. So. I was going to say that's <laughs> about a, 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's a, a, sun, a Sunday activity, getting yes. together and yeah. having breakfast. And then yeah. the other side of that, Darren, I mean, what are – I hesitate to say along for the ride because right, obviously right. you you know there are things that you do. But, you know, what is what is this – last year been like for you well first of all it's been exciting i'm super proud of casey and she's done an exceptional job and and will continue because i've seen her over the past 18 19 years in leadership roles and how she performs uh for me you know casey kind of jokes i'm living my best life and truly i am <laughs> i mean i could not be having more fun so i get to go to practice um, i have a 4 30 today or a 3 30 today to go judge sheep so you know it could be that it could be at the endeavor building one day last week we spent uh spent some time with the new uh uh, Orange Opportunity Kids, the special needs kids that we have a program here that's new this year. So we have four kids that are, it's a two-year program that they'll uh, go through here at OSU. So I stay pretty busy. Um, you know, her, her schedule obviously dictates everything, especially after hours and on the weekends and game day on Saturday is is just crazy. Once it starts, it just it's 15 minutes, you're on the golf cart going here, going there, and, and everywhere. But, you know, I truly, I love it. I mean, this place is, we've had well, we've had three kids graduate already. We'll have two, two possibly three more in the next two or three years graduate. And you just couldn't ask for a better environment to be a part of. When you, when you talk about those activities, you know, something that, that you and Chelsea Alexander were heavily prominent in and, you know, the Chili Cowboy. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was duped by Robert because I was told that it was going to be here in the atrium. Mm-hmm. So I wore jeans <laughs> and a short sleeve shirt because I didn't want to be too hot. And I'm like, where is everybody? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're outside. Maybe and we could lobby for that. So Chili yeah, Cowboy not, was yeah. absolutely right. I was frozen for the whole hour. I think it was 28 degrees that day. It so. was not yes. fun. Yeah. That sun did nothing. Right, mm-hmm. right. But when you talk about organizations like that, I mean, how – big of a deal was that you guys anticipate for that to kind of blow up the way it did obviously uh with chelsea and her brother and the special olympics but did you guys anticipate you know that kind of turnout that kind of reception well here's the thing osu family always comes together when there's a when there's a great cause it's not a problem ever i mean people just come together and it's and they pull in one direction and and we've known chelsea since she was a freshman and so we've just kind of grown to have a relationship with her. And she came to me last fall late and said, hey, I've got this idea. What do you think? And I'm like, let's do it. Sounds great. I'm a special education. I was a kinesiology special ed major in college, right? So I've kind of been familiar with that type of organization my whole life. And so uh, when she came to me with that, I was like, that's a no-brainer. And so I talked to Casey about it. And she's like, hey, whatever you guys want to do. And so uh, with her help and, and a few others there in the office, it was just uh, full steam ahead. And, and I expect even greater things. So we're already planning for uh, the last game, last home game basketball season or basketball game this year coming up in the spring. So um, I expect to be even bigger and better. So what are what are your athletic backgrounds? Where do yeah, because Darren looks like a linebacker. Yeah, let's, let's clearly on the body by glass system. He looks so. like he could line up out there and replace yeah, Malcolm. I'm just, I'm just trying to keep the old man out. There's a song by Toby Keith. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but anyway, he was an offensive lineman. And, We're talking uh, about you right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said defensive side of the ball, and Darren is always sure to I hated, tell me I that. hated linebackers. We, I was a pull, so I played at University of Central Arkansas, mm-hmm. and so Sugar we. Bear? Well, that was the girls' team. So we were the Purple Bears, but the Sugar Bears, yes, they were. I played at UCO, so we always played, came out, and so we would always talk to the opposing baseball team. Okay. We would always call them the Sugar, Sugar Bears. Bears. So I'm sorry, they, that's they, my they UCO probably, coming out. They probably. So, yeah, we were fortunate. Uh, we won national championships 84 and 85, and that's NAI level and all that. And so 
Um, I was quite a bit, well, I say quite a bit bigger. Shoot, I probably weighed 250. I was probably 270-ish. But we pulled a lot. So I was a pulling guard. So I used to love linebackers and D-backs and corners because it was me coming up on them. And I was like, I couldn't wait, you know. So, but, yeah, that. And then played, uh, you know, played high school baseball and all that kind of stuff. So we've played sports our entire life. But So if you go back to that Arizona State game, mm-hmm. you're, you're telling me you were disappointed that the pulling lineman wasn't able to pick up Brock Martin. You were just like, what are you doing, man? Well, I could have done that. Well, I don't know if I could block Brock Martin, but you know, because that kid, that kid hit. I always talk about his first step is unbelievable. He is so he's so yeah. quick off the ball. Uh, speaking of first steps, Trace Ford. Oh uh, gosh, that running back as soon as he oh, got the goodness. ball, that I'm, had to have even rattled the sweets. Yeah, I'm thinking two oh, yeah. years ago whenever he really showed out. So he's he's getting back. Yeah, and so an, people are worried about our defense. I am not. You know, they see usually between the first and third games. But you realize we started seven. I'm kind of getting off track here, but we started seven new players. Absolutely, you know, the very first game. And so, if you think back of last year. Very similar, except more scary. So, I mean, last year we were fortunate to come out with three wins in the first three games. But, uh, yeah, so Brock, I don't think I could probably block Brock. Brock's a man. That's what everybody asked me about Brock. I said, Brock is a full-grown man, and I I love the guy. His personality is very matter-of-fact. It's all about business, and that's just the kind of guy he is. Yeah, he's gotten a lot better, too. Yeah. Um, I, I know you guys got a, you got places to be here in the next couple of minutes, so uh, I do want to dive into softball. Yes. Um, but I want to I want to start, you know, as a medical professional, mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10, I would like for you to rank how exciting it is to see the Cowgirls play in the Women's College World Series. Oh, 10, that's easy. Yeah. I was so excited to, to see them uh, make it back to the College World Series. Um, I'm real competitive and – I hate to lose, so uh, I keep telling Coach G we're expecting a national championship. Um, Let me tell a quick story real quick. So yeah. this is two days after the after the World Series mm-hmm. is over, and we're sitting there, and Casey and I were talking about batting averages on the way back because last year, not this past season, but season before, we went in probably batting 300, came out of the World Series batting like 150. Terrible, right? So this year I told Casey, I said, you know, we batted about 300-ish, right? And so I'm talking to her about that. Well, oh, you probably bet around 500, 600, right? And so we're talking to Kenny, and, and I said, you know, but and, and she just looks at Kenny and said, 300 will not win national championships, Kenny. <laughs> so I expect a change. And so <laughs> and he's like, he kind of looked at her like, you know, because Kenny's an easygoing guy. But she knew, I mean, she thought it was funny and said it, but she kind of probably really meant it too. He's like, hey, listen, because she's so passionate about softball. Well, oh, you only had – Sorry, yeah. oh, you only had uh, eight Barry Bonds type players. Oh my gosh, all nine of them. So it was kind of crazy. Our yeah. girls would hit three, 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 three of the same girls in different games, right? And so, but there, every kid on their lineup just hit the ball. Some really so even insane. though I said that, I'm super proud of each of those girls because you think about all the teams that yes. don't make it there, um, and all the players that never make it to this level. So for them to be competing at that level. Um, you know, it, at the College World Series, I mean, I, I'm I'm super proud of them. Like I said, I'm competitive, so I say things like that. But one of the neatest events that I have been to as an Oklahoma State Cowboy fan, cowgirl fan, was the Big Twelve Championship against OU and beating oh, them down yeah. there. That was right, wild. Right. Yeah, uh, it was probably it felt ninety percent OU fans, right. and they were very quiet. Yes, they were. And that that was, was nice. That was a lovely sound. I'm I'm not sure what the you know what kind of the inside thought was in terms of uh, trying to re rehire Kenny. I don't know if there was any concern or anything, but you know the month month and a half leading up to uh, the announcement, you know A and M boosters like this is our guy. We yeah. we have we've basically signed him. He's going to come down to College Station. How big of a sigh of relief is it to know that you have – because I've – you know, you just said you want to win a national championship. I've predicted that 
as much as I want football to be great and as much as I want Mike Boynton to be great, mm-hmm. I think softball with signing Kenny to a five-year deal, I mm-hmm. think they'll win one within the next five. They'll yeah. be the next national championship. I think so too. Um, well, you know, I I was just thinking, you know, they're saying he's our guy. I'm like, nope, he's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to keep him here. And uh, I think he's done a great job with the program. Um, and, you know, before – you know, Chad and I had been having conversations, and I, I really believe Coach G wants to be here. He's put – I mean, it takes a lot to grow a program and all the effort he's put in it. He wants to be at Oklahoma State University, and uh, we want him here. So, you know, signing him to another five-year contract was easy. You know, Chad brought that to me. I was 100% on board, and I knew that everybody, you know, would be. So we were we were happy to have him and, and to really get it done – you know, in advance so the girls don't have to hear the rumors anymore. Nobody has to focus on it. It's just, you know, focus on the College World Series, play ball, and, you know, he's here. So um, Improvements to the stadium have been amazing. That turf yeah. is really, really nice, yeah. both sections in the outfield. Geographically, I want to go right next door. What's yeah, What is the plan for Allie yeah. P? That was, is that there was, a plan or what are those discussions? That was going to be my next yeah. question. Do you want to break any news about a potential mm. stadium? <laughs> well, you know, it's very funny because right after I was announced as president, um, two of the athletic trainers for softball were standing there, and that was the first thing they asked me. We're going to get a new softball stadium. <laughs> um, I, You know, absolutely we are. I think what Chad wants to, wanted to do, and we're close to really rolling that out, is to look at – all athletic facilities and say, you know, we need a master plan. We need to understand, you know, LEP, what we want to do there, uh, what the other facilities across the system need and really kind of put that together to say, overall, here's how we're going to, you know, move through things. So we definitely, you know, uh, are going to have a new softball stadium. Uh, You know, I don't know that there's an announcement pending of, you know, we're anything yet but we we are close to saying here's you know here's what we want to do from a a a master plan for all athletics and um really thinking about so you know just a a little a few things that have kind of been thrown around about that you know stadium is um because if when we build a new field the girls are going to need a field so we would have to you know build it more towards P. Um, parking is an issue for Bennett Hall, so we have to consider, you know, parking, um, any future developments where, you know, where those are going to be and where parking might need to be. So um, I would imagine that, you know, that stadium will say we'll start to build and then, you know, more parking would be on the corner probably where the stadium is for softball and then try to add a little more, you know, parking around Bennett. Um, and, and then, you know, there's a few more other athletic facilities that are, you know, in the works. So I'm sure those will all be announced fairly soon. Uh, just a couple more for me. Um, when you when you look at the hiring of, of J.C. Hoyt, you know, and you, you look across the campus and you look at all the success, I mean, I'm sure there are other athletic departments across the country that, that are having success like Oklahoma State is. But, I mean, when you, when you look at men's and women's golf, when you look at soccer, you look at what men's and women's tennis is doing, cross-country, track, softball, baseball, basketball, women's basketball. Uh, I mean, across equestrian. the board. Equestrian. Winning a national championship. When you look yeah. at all of the success that these programs are having, I mean, it, I, there's been great times in Oklahoma State, but is this like kind of the glory days mm-hmm. for, for Oklahoma State athletics? And, and what's the pro- projection? What's the future look like? Yeah, I, well, I think that, you know, it's it's the foundation we're building upon. And, 
you know, I think greatness leads to greatness, right? So as you kind of set that bar higher, that becomes the expectation. So I think we're, you know, we are seeing us become very dominant across all sports. Um, I mean, and Chad will talk about it. You know, some universities have never won one national championship. I mean, we're in the top five of, you know, national championships in NCAA Division One. So, I mean, have that you know legacy um, to build upon and I think we're just going to continue to see those programs rise and um, you know that kind of be the expectation um, well I think you know Casey always talks about people too and you know our coaches a lot of them have been here already but I haven't met one coach that just doesn't represent this university in just a super positive way and I think those guys are going out and recruiting the right athletes they're recruiting good kids first and I've seen it where we've had kids that were marginal, but they didn't fit our culture, so they were no longer being pursued. And it's probably hard for some people to understand that because everybody would like for us to have four- and five-star kids. Well, Texas A&M's a prime example. LSU, you know, I mean, A&M just, for a better term, bought their team. Well, they just keep by App State. But App State's a very solid team, too. But, you know, I think that's the difference in this, this college and the whole culture, the cowboy culture. It's just it's more about people and developing people in such a good environment. And I asked, I asked Coach Gundy about Zane Flores, right? Yeah. So he's, he's one of our biggest recruits we'll have had in a long time. And so this conversation was probably six weeks ago, and I said, you think we'll be able to keep Zane? He said, absolutely. He said, not one is that kid nor his parents brought up NIL because Coach Gundy said, basically, when they asked me about that, the conversation's pretty much over and we're done recruiting that person. But, you know, he talked about Zane, his family, his commitment to OSU, uh, wanting to learn, want to be a part of a great culture where he can learn and become a better quarterback and be become a better person. And I think that's what's driving all of our athletes across where I think Jesse Hoyt's an exceptional uh, hire as well. And I think it just – our OSU athletics is just elevated right now. And I don't see why it would ever stop. And that's where I wanted to go next with J.C. Hoyt. I mean – First of all, how, how important was it for you guys to, to not only get a female head coach, but someone that's had a lot of success at previous stops? And then, and then talk about the success she's had off the court in a very short amount of time with the recruiting classes she's brought in and kind of projections with uh, Cowgirl and basketball. And figuring out Mike Boynton's shoe game yeah, oh, on man. the airplane to say she's out recruiting. Yeah. That was, oh, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all admire Coach Boynton's shoe game, right? Um, well, it was. I think it's very important. I mean, it got, kind of goes back to, you know, when I was in medical school, um, you know, there weren't very many female faculty members. And then the Board of Regents really had an emphasis on hiring, you know, female physicians because, you know, we all need mentors and it gives you somebody to look up to. Um, and so I think that's important. But, you know, first and foremost, she was the best candidate regardless of gender. Um, and I just, I really appreciate one, she fits the culture because as Darren said, you know, I think it's really important that we have coaches that are there to invest in their players to win, but win the right way. Um, and, you know, I have a really, a story about, you know, winning and winning the right way, but she, she is, um, you know, very energetic, enthusiastic, invest in her players and, um, it's really what we need. And she's had, you know, future, she's had past success. And, you know, I think you can look at somebody's past and it's a good predictor of future performance. So I was very excited when I met her. 
Do you guys have a favorite place on campus that you can, as you're walking by, you love to take in that view, whether it's down Library Lawn, whether it's State Pond, whether it's here in the beautiful atrium of the student union? Yeah, new or old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, the old, uh, the like old, old A&M Old type. Central, the old buildings are some of the yeah. newer yeah. modified and... Well, I always, I always love, you know, kind of like about dusk when the orange lights are on in the tower and the library. It's just very, very pretty. Uh, I love that view. Um, I, I, I really, Old Central's really cool. You know, I don't know. I, every time I go there, it's just, you know, a really neat building to be in, and the students get to be there. So I, I, love, I love that building. Um, the business college, you know, they have the conference room that's up on the very top floor, the white conference room. Yeah, my uh, my mom sitting back here. She's yes. a, an advisor. Yes. At the business school, and it's mm-hmm. really it's cool. immaculate. And, and there's a you know you can look out that window and see a different view of campus that you normally don't get to see. So yeah. that's probably mine. I would agree. Answer to all those places to me are awesome, and so. You know, there's multiple stories, too. We've had kids on campus that were committed to other schools, and I personally have known two of them. They were either committed to A&M or TCU or Austin, you know, Texas. And, and I would say, if you just come here and check out the campus, just feel the, feel the, feel the culture here, but just check it. The campus is beautiful, and it just sells itself. And the guys that take care of everything, Library Lawn is probably my exact favorite. And I wish somehow it was, like, elevated yeah. where you could see it other than just, you know, because you'd really like to just appreciate that I've noticed it on the two screens over here. But, you know, and all the guys, I've gotten to know several, the, the, yard, the people who take care of all the grass and the grounds. They're just great people work hard to keep our campus looking beautiful. Well, well, the, we had Samantha Shaw on it. too. Yeah, Karsten's big. You know, like yeah. we, had, we had Samantha Shaw on a couple, we, or a couple months ago, uh, and she talked about her transition from A&M to Stillwater, and uh, she made her decision up like after day one. You know, she loved it here, the family, the cowboy culture, you know, and, and you know, she went to Kenny and he was like, You'll be happy. And she's like, I'm committed, coach, but my mom wants me. I committed to A&M without taking any visits, so I've got a few more visits to go on. But she said I was just going through the motions because my mind was in Stillwater. Uh, like my wife and I, we, we during the summer would take nightly walks, and there's like 10-pound frogs out at Theta Pond that you walk by. And, yeah. and the, it's really quiet, and the lights are – I mean, it's just such a special place here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you guys very much for Absolutely. taking the time, yeah. meeting us here in the, in the student union. I yeah. I hope you can uh, make it back out of here uh, to your next appointment without too many pictures. And, uh, yeah, that's all right. All that. That's so, what we're you. here for. That's uh, all good. Score, uh, not a score, a uh, record projection. Can you guys, uh, where where does Cowboy football end this year? I mean, it's it's kind of like last year. You kind of got off to a rough start, but Spencer's throwing the ball better than he ever has. I think the defense, you know, they're off to a slow start against uh, Arizona State, but they were really solid wanna, in the middle of every half. I want to tell a quick story about what you were saying about the people of the, the athletes here. Spencer last year, we went to the Boise State game. Boise, sorry. Boise. Boise. They say Boise right. up there. Went up there. We were walking out of the team hotel and, and saw Spencer right there. Friend and I go up to him. Want to say hey real quick. Him and the other guys were about to go for a walk, go do something. My phone rings in my pocket. It's my son. He's FaceTiming to say goodnight. Uh, it's the time he was eight. So, of course, my friend you know, keeps talking to him. I'm talking to my son on FaceTime. Spencer comes over, gets over my shoulder, and goes, hey, buddy. And talks to him for a good three or four minutes, tells him good night, tells him this, and, you know, they just talk, and, and, uh, and he just goes out of his way to appreciate fans that have gone that way, but just mm-hmm. it showed an, an awareness that was outside of what he, most college athletes have. Yeah. He catches a lot of grief, too. And, you know, he's just a 20-something-year-old kid. 
mm-hmm. you know, and we're, we're really hard on athletes sometimes because of the expectations we have. And so it probably started about March or April because I would go every day to practice to watch, you know, if they weren't lifting, if they were going through walkthrough or whatever. And I, I walked by Spencer one day and I said, hey, H, like that. And he says, what? And I said, H. I said, you know, he said, what does that stand for? And I said, well, it stands for Heisman. I said, until you start to believe you can and think you can and be that person, you'll never – you'll never reach that. And he goes, I never thought about it. And he goes, I don't see myself that way. And I said, well, you know, you always have to see yourself. I always used to see myself before the game, you know, being an offensive lineman, the only thing I could do is block. I couldn't pick up a ball and run for a touchdown, couldn't do any of that stuff. So I just would see myself doing, executing. And so I, and I send a few of the guys Instagram messages before the game, probably six or seven, usually upperclassmen guys, and just encourage them and I always remind him, think like a champion. You know, you got to be a champion. You know, you got to act like one. And so, but he's just a good kid. I mean, he's just a good, he's not a kid anymore, but just a good person, you know, and, and we don't probably give our athletes enough credit for just their maturity and how they act and how they represent us. Absolutely. So are we, are we thinking, are we thinking 12 wins? Are we, are we back to where we were last well, year? We I'm optimistic, and I always believe in the Cowboys, so I will say 12 wins. I mean, that's <laughs> just how – I mean, I, I would rather be optimistic and, you know, like I said. Well, last year I picked us to be 9-3, and three, so I was wrong, which was good. So 9-3? and three. No, that was last year. You could do it this year, too, So and we'll, yeah. we'll go and with 12. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, you know, the thing is, is if, if it's all – football is a game of execution, right? I mean, athletes are similar. It's just about execution, and whoever executes the best wins the ball game. And so I'd probably go ahead and step out at least to nine and three again. Um, I almost went eight and four last year, just because after the you know, and I, I was almost proving myself right because the first three games I was like, oh my god, this could be a long season. But things happened good, and we had a great successful season. And so I'll go nine and three. Um, um, I hate saying that because that puts us out of playing in the Big 12 championship game, so that cuts us one game short, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. And so, well, I'm usually right, so. We'll take Casey's. We'll go with, we'll go with her because she is Miss Optimist. You know, I tell everybody, she goes, you're a pessimist. I said, no, I'm a realist. I just look at things from my, she goes, in your own mind. And I'm like, well, that's true. So. Well, I appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedules to stop on in, and uh, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can meet back up together the, the end of December and, and talk about sure. a very successful season yes. and, and looking forward to potentially a, another New Year's Six-type bowl game. So yes, I appreciate you guys stopping Thank, in. Thank you, right, guys. Thank you. Thank you.